guys. Welcome back to Talk To Me Sister podcast. Season two. If you're new to the pod, we're twin sisters and a ton has happened since last season. Um, you had my baby. <laughs> I'm a cancer survivor. Kathy had my baby. The baby's here, happy and healthy. Yes. And we're advocates for women's health and we're going to cover a lot of topics this season. So thanks for following along. talking about a topic that a lot of people are interested in so yes this is really fun we are talking about postpartum because it's relevant to us right now but we are talking about postpartum weight loss and fitness and Kathy and I have talked about weight loss sometimes is like a taboo word Uh, but we're gonna just deep dive into what weight loss during the postpartum phase and fitness means. Mm -hmm. Um, These are important topics. We're chatting about moving our bodies, the postpartum period, what to expect, how long it lasts. We're talking about fueling our bodies, um, the importance of that, debunking restrictive diet trends, which can't wait to discuss that. Yeah, just the importance of Honestly, the importance of fitness overall for health too, not just postpartum, how important rest and sleep are. We'll touch on that. Yeah. So Kathy and I have experienced postpartum in all of our pregnancies. Obviously she had John Ryder, but I had Charlotte and we are going to talk personally about our journeys, but just in general, this is an in general postpartum weight loss and fitness episode. So let's do it. I'm excited. I also just want to give you, like, there's so many things we'll talk about today that include your postpartum journey right now. So like the fatigue and the tiredness and the scheduling time out for meal prep and exercise while you have a small child, like so much of that is your experience and people kind of need tips and tricks for. So I'm excited to hear like what's working for you right now to make time for yourself and your own health. Yeah. Regardless of recovering from a baby, like I did with Charlotte. So I can weigh in on that. Yeah. Even if you didn't have the baby, you know, um, and you adopted or used a surrogate, it's still like, if you're a mom in general, you're putting your kids before yourself a lot. And so how do you find time to put your fitness and all that health wise first? So like I'm saying, I feel selfish because I've definitely had a lot more time to spend on my own health. It's like how I prepared for this postpartum period was like, and how kind of coping is like, like carving out time for myself. And so I do feel like that's the hardest part. I think as a parent is like finding time to grocery shop and meal prep and exercise. Yeah. Being close to postpartum. That's why I'm saying like, whether your kids, whether you're in postpartum or whether your kids are like eight, nine, and 10, like (laughs) it really should just be called mom, motherhood, weight loss, and fitness, because it's like, I feel like you struggle with that their whole lives. Yeah. Finding time for yourself. So, and this is what I talk to a lot of people about too. When people call me for weight loss advice is that if you're expecting a, like a quick tip, Mm -hmm. um, like let's change your expectations because like we'll have things that work for some people, things that work for others, but like most of the time it's a long process. And if we change our expectations to prepare for that, then it's a lot easier on our psyche. Yeah. And probably, and I mean, in my experience, it keeps weight off. Your overall health is better. I feel like that's America's like message to us, like underlying though, like the quick fix. That's what everybody wants. We want it fast. We want to lose 10 pounds in a week. Yeah. (laughs) 
in advance. Uh, but like, but yeah, actually, I would I, love to lose five pounds in a week, but it's probably <laughs> unsafe. Well, yeah, it's definitely unsafe, and it's not going to stay off. And we'll talk about all of that too. But and I think another thing that we could talk to moms about in general is like what used to work for you pre kids may not work for you now. And that's mm-hmm. okay. I think we expect for the scale to look the same. We expect for our exercise routines to look the same because our time and our schedules are different. We have to adjust. And if we can't adjust our expectations, like for example, like I used to run and I, one, I don't like running anymore. Bye. And also I don't have time for that. Like, yeah. you know, like if you run and you want to run the length that you want to run, it's time consuming and I don't have time anymore. So yeah. ne- I've and never been people, a gym goer, you know, I and know. now I have to because I have childcare. And once I decided to like change what I was like, give up what I used to do. Oh my gosh. I'm having so much more fun doing it. Yeah. And I think it's about what works for you because I was actually with Richard's stepsister and she had, ju- she's lost like 20 pounds in like six months and she just takes off running and she found that that was like she could like press herself and she needed like okay I'll run this much this day and then I get to a mile and then she's almost at like 15 miles every time she runs and I'm like that's incredible miles yes that's where and she's yeah she's training for the half but she used to be like would run two blocks and be tired so that's how like I am but I think it just depends what works for you you know because I had to I had changes and that changes. And I've had, we'll talk about each of our experience in a second, but I've had to change my workout routine and where I see results the quickest. And it wasn't what I did in my twenties. And so it's interesting. And so before we dive into like specifics, since I am like a health professional, I want to give like a little blurb that like what we talk about here is more of our own personal journeys Mm -hmm. rather than me giving advice because I like to do that like person by person, case by case. So I'm not Mm going to give like specific advice that I have not done personally. It could be general, but it might not work for a specific person. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if people are coming from a passive disordered eating or over-exercise or body dysmorphia, Mm -hmm. like Uh, we need specific guidance and like you need, and I have some great I just will, I'll shout out Nashville Nutrition Partners. I have some great friends there who are dietitians and specialize in those areas. And I can send you their information too. But we're just talking about personal information here. And also there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose some weight after having a baby. I also think that like, it's so important to find that balance. And it's kind of hard to find between like body acceptance and body positivity. And also just like, I want my pants to fit again after I have a baby because I don't want to buy a whole new wardrobe. Like that's my motivation <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, I like, think also we ha- we're in this like social media where it's like, love your curves, own your body. It's okay. But it's okay. Like you said to say, but wait, I actually want my body back. Yeah. But I had, for me, like I had to understand that like my hips, like after Charlotte, my hips are different. Like I might, I can't just like cry if my 28 year old pants don't fit anymore. Like it's okay to go a size up. Like I'm 30, Yes, you know, I think it's like a balance. Like you said, it's okay to say, Hey, but I don't want to carry on this mom weight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud sure. of being a mom and I'm proud of what my body did, but like, yeah, uh, I, I recommend finding I different my goals back. too. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, I have put the scale away because it does get in my head and I do have history of like looking at that scale too much. So I put it away and my yeah. goal is that most of my pants sit back up. Um, and they aren't yet. And I'm three months postpartum. I have have a couple genes that go on and the rest of them, like my goal is to get there at some point, but like, yeah. it's not going to be the same. And 
like even the getting your body back, like that phrase is like, some people hate it. Some people love it, but it's like, I don't, my body has given birth to three kids. I have mm-hmm. fed seven babies with my breast milk. Like my uterus has grown. My boobs have grown. My hips have spread out. My thighs mm-hmm. have thickened up to carry babies. And I wouldn't trade that for a million years. And I know that in my heart of hearts. And so that's why I've put my scale away. So I think I've had a different experience. I'm wondering if other people have, but like I used to be really self-critical and really actually having kids made me love my body more than I ever thought I would. Um, and just be more accepting of like the dimples and the, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I I feel feel like like you, you're, I mean, this is like a, uh, encouragement to you. I feel like you bounce back really quick after kids and that's just maybe because you're putting yourself first, but We'll give, you give us some tips. Okay. But let's, let's talk about like weight loss and exercise specifically. We want to hear like some more from you about that. But in general, I saw, actually, I saw a social media thing about this. Maybe it was Tessa actually, and you'll mention her, but it was some like fitness guru on Instagram. And she was saying like, talking about the postpartum period, like you think it's like society says six weeks or when a lot of working moms go back to work at 12 weeks, it's like, Oh, postpartum should be over. I should be back to myself. So like how long is postpartum? Like I've heard postpartum could last up to a year to like multiple Mm -hmm. years. I mean, I feel like you would feel guilt and shame as a mom. If you're like, Oh, postpartum should be over. I should be like way back to normal by now. Yeah. Yeah, And I struggled with that with Charlotte because I mean, I was diagnosed with cancer before Charlotte was even one and I didn't even lost my baby weight. And so it was like, I was like, it was like double the, just, I need to get on it. You know, I don't know. I need to like, how did I take care of myself? How do I take care of myself now? I have cancer. I need to like lose my baby weight. I need to put myself first. It was like a big aha moment for me, but Charlotte was not even one. And I was like, I still felt like I was in postpartum. I don't know. So there's not like a consensus on how long the postpartum period is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, like the first three months are definitely like what you would find probably in most articles or definitions is like the first three months, because what we do is think of it like an extra trimester, like the fourth trimester would be an extra three months of your pregnancy. But what I like to remind people is it takes you know, nine months to get baby weight on. So give yourselves nine or 10 months to get it off. Usually if we cut calories back, most people get started getting anxious, like four to six months after they have a baby. And then Mm -hmm. we cut back calories and start exercising more. And then it affects our milk production and things like that. So it really just depends on your goal. Like I'm not making milk anymore. So I started to amp up my exercise and things like that. But like if, when I was breastfeeding my kids, I gave myself a lot more time. And so it really depends on your goal afterwards. But I say the first, the postpartum period is in like at least nine to 12 months after you have a baby. I was going to say that. I was going to say, give your, I always say, give yourself a year. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because there's so many other factors. Or at least 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. At least 10 months because it took you 10 months to grow that baby. Yeah. So like I said, like your weight, your postpartum weight loss journey should depend on your, also your personal goals. Like, you know, like, do you want to, compromise your breastfeeding. Um, and, and also Mm -hmm. I'll say too, like I, after I had my first, after I had Ruthie, I lost weight pretty quickly and people were like, wow, you bounced back so fast. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, it's just my postpartum anxiety. Like anytime someone has been like, wow, you're so thin. It's like, I'm unwell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
like for me you're like that's a negative for me yeah I'm like well it's because I'm like so anxious I can't even keep food down you know and so you always have to think about those things you don't know what's going on with somebody else postpartum Mm -hmm. like you don't Yeah, or that could be like you going back to their goal like that could be a trigger for some mom who's trying to put on weight because she has a low milk supply Like, it's always funny. And I've been actually more in tune to what I say to other moms now that I've been on an interesting side of it. Like, people will be like, even for me, like, not carrying the baby, people will be like, you look amazing. And then it's like, oh, actually, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, I say thank you. But it's also like, I have to go into the whole thing. And I'm like, well, I, you know, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I think it could be a trigger for some people, like. I you know what I'm saying? That would it's be just, sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be sensitive because you're like, there's some, I'm not saying this is for me personally, but I'm saying like for Leslie, remember she said on the podcast, mm-hmm. she was like, people would say, you look amazing. And then she, that would hurt her. That would be sad for her because she was yeah. like, well, I would lo- would have loved to care, you know, have the baby weight. I would love to have the baby weight. 10 pounds. Yes. Yeah. Like that would have been worth every minute. So I'm just like, think about people like Leslie. So now I'm like more in tune to like complimenting or not complimenting, you know, yes. mothers. Yeah, so we're asking never questions. Is saying how are you feeling? Like you know, it yes, was you instead look great. Like you if look someone great. asked me how are you feeling when I was thin and lost on my baby weight really fast, but also just could barely function, yeah. I would say I'm 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 struggling to even drink water. <laughs> like, yeah, because it's I, like you... I don't even know how to take care of myself. Yes, or in the opposite, yeah. Oh, you look great, or you like, know, how are you really... feeling? How's the postpartum? How's the baby? You know, all of those those questions are, I think personal so questions both that don't them. highlight like the physical body. Yeah, exactly. You just never know. Um, but yeah, for me, the postpartum period has been different for each pregnancy, especially carrying John Ryder. So I'm going to tell what has worked for me this time and mm-hmm. specific to exercise. Um, and I will say just like full disclosure, I'm like three months postpartum and I still have about eight pounds that I'm carrying around that are um, like my pre-pregnancy weight. So people are like, oh, you look so good. But I'm like, okay, I know that because when I wait at the doctor, <laughs> like, I'll, yeah. oh, okay. And I jump on at this gym every once in a while to see just because I do think like it helps me know if what I'm doing is heading me in the right direction. I don't think everybody, especially if you're triggered by a number on a scale, needs to step on. I do like, let's see if our clothes fit again. And that should be enough. My scale is going to look different because my body has grown in a human. The scale is going to stay different, but I do like to see if it's headed in the right direction. If I'm doing enough kind of, but in my personal experience, like I get what I put into it. So yeah. Uh, paddling around the weight station and like doing a little jog on the tread and like not really hammering it out. My personal experience is my body does not change muscle mass. You know, like my body composition does not respond to that as much as like I go three times a week and I need to kind of hammer it out. Like I need to be yeah focused. My, I need to focus. My clothes need to be dripping sweat. And if I do that three times a week, then on the weekend, my family and I, we try to do something active, hike, ride bikes. We walk to the Whole Foods by our house. We do something active. I usually don't like break a sweat doing that, but I have to break sweat three times a week. And if I do that and also kind of watch my nutrition, then my body responds. Everybody mm-hmm. has to find out what works for them. And I do think the biggest recommendation for me and what I give people that can apply to everybody is you have to be consistent. I think this is where as Americans too, specifically, we give up. (laughs) So we like work really hard for two weeks and then we don't see 
results. And so we give up mm-hmm. and that's where I think a lot of pitfalls happen we get frustrated with ourselves, but normal, healthy weight loss, when you're not starving yourself and you're just doing activity that you enjoy and you're just kind of making healthier food choices and not doing anything really strict, a healthy weight loss can be a half pound to a pound a week. So the first two weeks we could lose a pound and be really frustrated. But if we do that for three months, we could be down eight to 14 pounds, which is significant. Mm -hmm. So like you have to think long-term and you have to be consistent. So my recommendation is always like pick something that you can be consistent with. Mine is I cannot exercise every day. Like one, I don't want to lose the joy of activity and your body, Mm -hmm. my body struggles with that. So I find that I would more likely be consistent if I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and just stay with that routine rather than trying to kill it at the gym for two hours every day. Like that's not going to work for most people. Yeah. Um, Most people I feel like need that little break. And honestly, your body probably needs a break as far as like resting muscles. And I'll talk about Studio Novo in a minute, but And then there's some people that I have friends that are like, they have to get in a workout or it's like, it's like a de-stressor. Yeah. And that's fine. So it's like, that's fine too. But you have to check with yourself is like, is that why you're doing it? You know? And I will say too, especially postpartum, we have science that tells us that even a 10 minute walk can help your mental health. So if your goal Mm -hmm. is exercising for your mental health, you don't have to be hammering it out for an hour. Like you can take a 10, 15 minute walk or do a short exercise video. And mentally we see benefit in 10 to 15 minutes. So like that every day could be great for someone's mental health postpartum. And that's a great place to start. Like if that's your goal is to get 10 or 15 minutes every day for your mental health, then when you're ready for more, you can just add to it. Yeah. Over-exercising, and you'll talk about that in a second, you just have to make sure, like, where am I over-exerting myself? Like, am I putting strain on my body? If I have a client who's working on their fertility or trying to get a normal period or working on PCOS, like, I have such different exercise goals for you, for those people specifically, that we won't cover today. So, like, this doesn't apply to people who are struggling with fertility or anything like that. But I will say I'm seeing good results with doing cardio two days a week and then heavy lifting one or two days a week. Like that's my goal. That seems like a good balance. Yeah. I I enjoy that. And then I get like to mix it up. I like to keep it, you know, going. Um, and then I will plug Tessa Benz's YouTube channel. I like hers when I'm stuck at home with the kids, like this week, nobody had school. Um, and Ruthie's not on our gym membership. So we didn't go as often. And I did a couple of her videos and we'll link it in the show notes. Tessa's husband went to school with Sarah and I, and that's how I found her is like following them on Instagram. And she's just like super down to earth. Her videos are challenging. And mm-hmm. again, I do think you see change in your body when you challenge yourself. I think I said this, but during this pregnancy, I got a personal trainer and, um, I asked about cardio cause I started to kind of hate cardio and like, mm-hmm. um, just do focus on weights, which is also very good when you're trying to do fertility stuff is to not stress your body too much. But anyway, we started talking about that and she said for weight loss in general, after your body is ready for that, you have to do the stuff you don't like. And yeah. I agree with that. Like, I'm like, even with nutrition, like if we're not willing to kind of push ourselves. Yeah. Push Mm -hmm. ourselves. Then we don't start to see change. So yeah, I have found and I, that's true with most people. Yeah. That's true with exercise. I think that's true with diet. I like Tessa too, because I actually started following her like years ago when she was like really into like the motherhood. Like she was like 
had a home birth experience. She was like a doula for a couple friends. And then recently is when she just kind of got into that fitness yeah, the like pandemic. niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of people kind of altered their career experiences, but it's, it's perfect for postpartum women listening because she kind of gears it more towards the mom postpartum period as far as exercise and weight loss, mm-hmm. regardless she- of postpartum period her exercises are awesome and they're they actually are hard like I like they're Kathy was saying short yeah they're short and going off of um what Kathy was saying with Tessa and my experience with this time around with John Ryder you know I'm my body's not recovering from having a baby but it's funny I gained like eight pounds the first uh, 12 weeks I was home with John Ryder cause I was sitting yeah. and I wasn't breastfeeding. So I wasn't burning calories and I was sitting with him around the clock on the couch and which was like the sweetest experience ever. But I was also starving and not moving my body because mm. he was waking up every 30 minutes and, you know, so regardless, and there's some women who aren't, can't breastfeed for some reason. And you're not, you know, your body's not burning those calories And I actually gained weight. And that was interesting because I was like, okay, I need to move my body. I felt my body. I needed movement. But, you know, when you have a small baby, even if it's a newborn or a toddler that's not in school yet, you're trying to fit in a workout schedule. And so I like Tessa because her videos are short. Like, you know, it's important to rest, obviously. But if you want to squeeze in a quick workout, like you could put her on your computer, iPad or phone. And she's a great one. So we will, like Kathy said, yeah, plug that into the... I like her too business. because she's like real. She'll go, oh, this is hard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. it's hard. If you only have 10 minutes, that's great. And then I'm honestly doing... Evie, my friend, she like lives and dies by the home workout. And I always was like, oh, that's so hard to do. But there's so many like YouTube things you can throw on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people in the pandemic bought like Pelotons and like home workout yeah. stuff. I know I kind of carved out a little space in my bedroom for like a yoga mat and some free weights. Mm -hmm. And even if there's even like postpartum or not, there's science that's like, even if you just move your body 15 minutes a day, like the, I think people underestimate just moving your body and that we're so obsessed with like diet fixes that people are so obsessed with the diet and what they're putting in restricting their body from. And people underestimate the power of just moving or just walking so like Kathy, I, Kathy's more of like a gym person than I am. That never really worked for me to just like show up at the Y and like figure out these machines. Like I didn't, I was kind of like just floundering. And so yeah. that never really worked for me. I mean, I can go to a gym and like hammer out two or three machines that I know how to work really well and like break a sweat. That's fine every once in a while, but I needed something that was going to be focused and I needed an instructor and I'm like short and stocky. And so taking off running just doesn't do anything for my body. I needed something that was like going to elongate. And you don't enjoy it. Like you have and to I don't enjoy, enjoy it. And I don't enjoy it. So um, actually when Charlotte was almost one, actually uh, two months before I was diagnosed with cancer, I started doing Studio Novo. And you're on a Megaformer and it's Pilates and it 
strengthens and exercises your slow twitch muscles. And I kid you not, my body has never looked so good. I I lost weight quickly, but like safely. Mm -hmm. I saw results within, I'm not kidding, two weeks. And I thought to myself, why have I never been doing this kind of an exercise? It's low impact. Wait, it's Pilates? It's Pilates. In a nutshell, it's Pilates. It's called Studio Novo. It's not on a Pilates machine. It's called it's on a megaformer. Will they sponsor us, Novo? Maybe. (laughs) Um, The Nashville people listening, they're on Whitebridge Road and in Cool Springs. But instead of being on a Pilates machine, you're on a megaformer. Anyway, they work your slow twitch muscles. In my body, I found that to really feel healthy and to get my body looking where I wanted it to look. And it was like the first time that I was really seeing like definition in muscles. And I'm like, I'm really short. Strong. Yeah. I was feeling strong and I'm like short and stocky. And it's like hard for me to ever see that if I take off running or if I'm Mm -hmm. floundering around a gym. So I love it. It's a 40 minute Pilates workout. It really works for me and I probably will never go back. I need to get back in when, when I have some more time to schedule for a class, I'm going to get back to it. Love it. We are excited to have Seeking Health back as a sponsor for season two of the Talk To Me Sister podcast. If you want quality vitamins, you can use our code SISTERS2 for 10% off your next order. This exclusive coupon gets you 10% off your next order. That's SISTERS2. Visit SeekingHealth.com. I also want to just say the when I was talking about just the importance of exercise in general. I just recently, I listened to Joe Rogan. I know you do sometimes too, Kathy, but, um, Peter, you don't No. (laughs) Everybody does though. He has like billions of listeners. Everyone. Yeah. He honestly, he's so fascinating because not because it's Joe Rogan, it's because the guests he has on are like Mm -hmm. insane. And there's Kathy, I'm surprised you don't listen to him because there's so many health people that he has on there. Nutritionist. I'm like, You know, I don't know, but they're like incredible. Yeah. I mean, they, they're like incredible scientists and nutritionists and doctors. I need to plug in. All right. Tell us about it. So he's a physician, but his name is Peter Atiyah and he focuses on the applied science of longevity and he's the host of the drive podcast, which is really cool. But he talks about the importance of exercise just for your specific health in general and how weight loss, weight loss, what am I talking about? Weight loss, um, you know, the importance of it regarding overall health, fighting disease, fighting cancer, anti-aging. It was like so fascinating. I won't talk about it on this episode, but we'll plug it. So for women in general, I mean, the main killer of America is cardiovascular disease and just, just moving your body like 10 minutes a day reduces your risk of that. Like hundred percent, especially literally 90%. Yes. And so if you have a sedentary job or you're like me and you work from home and you also have a new baby, like you're doing a lot of sitting. So the importance of just like strapping your baby on and just walking around the neighborhood Mm-hmm. Like is decreasing health risks by like 90%. It was like insane. Anyway, so yeah. he focuses on women's health in a portion of that episode. And I think it's really impactful for like just a lot of good nuggets there. So anyway, in a nutshell, yes, I'm still trying to work out in this postpartum period, just fitting in my schedule. But right now what's working for me is just 
getting up and walking and moving, even if it's like around my neighborhood or doing a quick Tessa workout while John Ryder naps. I'm just, you know, you have to give yourself grace. But my biggest thing is like, don't lean on that too hard where it's like an excuse to do nothing. <laughs> like give yourself grace. But like, like Kathy said, you have to, there's a point where you have to push yourself and you have to be like, I don't really want to do right, this right now, but this is good for my overall health and my overall mental health as a mom. And so yeah. that's why I move my body. And that's why not necessarily because I'm like, Oh, I got to fit into these jeans. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have to give myself some time. I gave myself time to rest earlier. So now I'm going to give myself time, give myself 20 minutes to move my body too. Cause that's just as important. Yeah. Let's jump to nutrition. Cause that's the last half of our episode, we all know the importance of moving, but yeah, let's talk about diets because I feel like, like you said at the beginning, that's where people go first before exercise for their quick fit fix yeah. weight loss. So before we talk about good dieting and fueling your body, let's talk about restrictive diets Ugh, and like I debunking. Mean, I honestly wait, could like, can I, <laughs> can I tell if the thing about my friend, well, she's not really a friend, but we won't name names about the... We won't name names. Okay, so I'll just go out and say it. There's some things out there floating on socials where it's like diet schedules and how to lose weight really quick. And it like gives you specific things to eat during specific times. So like intermittent fasting. And then um, recently I saw somebody's schedule that they posted. It was like um, they don't eat till 11. And then at 11, they have a cup of black coffee and one half of a horrible egg, like two hours later they have lunch and it's like a measured out piece of chicken and then like a cut up apple. I was going to say, anorexia. it's called restriction. It's called restrict. restrict. I it's knew like Kathy called, was going to come. Like I can't like, unglued. I get so Kathy was going to come. Un, I, yeah. I knew Kathy was going to come unglued at this portion of the episode. We want to hear from you, Kathy, <laughs> you're like professional. Cause me not being like, that's not, I mean, that's not my profession, but I'm not like, it's don't you have to have yeah. be a rocket science to say like, okay, that doesn't seem like enough food. Right. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, but I guarantee that if someone's out there, Ooh, that looks like really structured and I'm going to follow it. Like I get the kind of the subconscious in this is like, that looks appealing because it's structured. But like, if anybody is listening and anybody has done something like that, that has worked long term. Like, I want to know <laughs> because I, that's the like, key long-term because right. I, I had somebody do it and she's like, oh my gosh, like I actually lost like a couple pounds of water weight in one week. Yeah. Because you literally weren't eating. You were starving. Your muscle mass was yeah. eating itself. So and then the what, next week you, it was like bloated <laughs> back. back. Yeah. Because you, you're not one, you're not doing the hard thing, which is meal planning and shopping and making sure you have good foods around and just, uh, doing the hard work of listening to your body and, deciding to actually eat food. Like I can't, anyway, we could talk like for a whole hour on this and I won't do that because yeah. again, like it's person by person. But if you're, you're not eating till 11 and you're just having coffee and one hard boiled egg, like that's not enough. And mm -hmm. so many people, um, you can kind of train your body to, you know, if you're only eating a thousand calories a day, I won't get into like the deep science of it, but your body, you're training your body to only burn a thousand calories a day. It's going into a preservation mode here. And, you know, if people are counting macros and doing all those things, you know, there's a whole different, you're actually eating off often 
enough. But if you're only eating a thousand calories a day, you're going to teach your body to burn a thousand calories a day. And then once you go back to eating normally, you generally people gain weight back. And that's the whole cycle of weight loss, which is why studies say Mm -hmm. 90% of diets fail. And so sometimes I work with people, it's called like reverse dieting, where you start adding like a hundred calories to your diet and adding a hundred calories here. So all of a sudden you're eating more food and your body is like, oh, there's adequate food. There's adequate nourishment. I'm, I'm safe. And then at that point, once you get back to like eating a normal amount of food for your body, then when you cut back, people start to see weight loss. But if you're only eating, I saw people, if they say, oh gosh, I only eat salads. Then I, my thought is number one, that's not true. Right. Or that is true. And we need to get your body back to burning and feeling safe and eating adequate number amount of food and getting adequate amount of rest and adequate amount of nourishment so that your body can actually do what it's created to do, which is primary goal. Keep you safe and take care of you. Okay. So to recap for listeners, like calories, I mean, we don't want to get like too specific on like people obsessing over how many calories they're having a day. Like I do not want that, but If you are postpartum and you're breastfeeding and, or you're working out a ton, like, can you say again, like how many calories you should be eating a day? No, I can't. I can't. You can't. Okay. No, I won't just like professionally because in a way it doesn't matter. I would rather someone when they are breastfeeding and postpartum to focus on the quality of their nutrition rather than the quantity. So the amount, so I'd rather than focus on quality, get, you know, when we study diets, if we look at all the different, really good diets, Mm -hmm. honestly, they're all the good ones are the same. They're foods, fresh foods, meats. Like even if we looked at the dash diet and the Mediterranean diet and paleo and whole 30, like besides them cutting out some food groups, which we don't love. I like everybody get every food group. Most of them are just going, I'm going to eat meats and nuts and seeds and fresh foods, fruits, vegetables. You know, if we boil it down and take away all the rules of every diet, they're all pretty much just like, let's eat fresh food. Let's eat what sounds good to our body. And so I, especially postpartum when you're healing and you have high nutrient needs, I would rather you focus on just getting good quality foods. So let's just make yeah, sure that's every good. meal has color and protein. And then most of the Yeah, time, that's good for people to hear because I think people obsess over the calorie count. So yeah. I agree with that too. I mean, when I was changing my diet in 2019 just to heal my body, like in general, I mean, yeah. everything, podcast after podcast after physician, nutri- nutritionist, like everything we revolved around the plant-based diet mixed in with some protein, like high fruits and vegetables eat from the ground, all those things. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong there. Simplify it. Yeah. I will say one thing about calories is when you are breastfeeding, the studies show you, you are burning about 500 additional calories a day, which is why Mm -hmm. you're so hungry. So if you're starving, listen to your body, you know, add an extra snack, add an extra yeah. Meal, add, you know, an avocado and a, a sandwich, like, like go for, sometimes we just like, you know, try to ignore that. And yeah. when, you're, when you're breastfeeding, you're, you're hungry for a reason, or if you're exclusively pumping, you're hungry and thirsty for a reason. Exactly. And on the flip side of that, like when you're in, in a season, cause we all go through seasons where we're like really moving a lot, really exercising a lot. And then we're, we're in seasons where we're resting more and yeah. we're giving ourselves some grace or we have that two week old baby and we're sleeping a lot, resting a lot, but also not even just the postpartum, just as far as resting when you're 
over when you haven't, like I noticed this with me, like when I haven't moved and exercised my body, I'm actually more tired. Mm -hmm. And so listening to those body, your body signals of being like, I'm so tired. All I want is a cookie and cake. And I feel like when I'm not exercising and healthy, I crave like bad foods more. And so Mm -hmm. listening to your body that's sending you signals of like, Hey, this is actually not a signal that I want more sugar. It's my body telling me I need to move and have energy. And, or you're tired. Yeah. yeah. Or you're tired and, re- and you need to rest. Yeah, because your body will, people generally do, and again, your body's main goal is to take care of you. So we generally do crave sugar when we're tired because sugar will give you a quick burst of energy. And so your body's like, I need energy. I need energy. I need energy. So you'll tend to crave carbs and sugar. So I would say if you are tired and craving that you probably need some carbs and sugars. It doesn't have to be a cookie. Like it can still support your goals, if, yeah. but if you can still listen to your body. I'm glad you said that too. Cause like, I think that we're very all or nothing people. Like if we're not exercising, mm-hmm then we just think, okay, well then I'm just not going to forget it. I'm not going to eat well. But like sometimes people can't exercise like for their schedule or they're, they're recovering from a C-section and it's just not healing well. Like I do yeah. think that's when you can go like, it doesn't, you know, I don't feel like exercising right now. It doesn't mean you can't focus on your nutrition and still start supporting your goals. Um, but yeah, calorie like when I- restriction is not the answer. Calorie restriction is never the answer. I think listening to your body, like when I was in a season where like literally all I could do is lay in bed or like walk to the bathroom, like I had to really focus on making sure I knew I wasn't moving my body as much. So that means that meant I really had to focus on what I was putting in my body. And like, for me, I don't know if this is like this with everybody for me, like when I sometimes like, I remember Dr. Nick telling me this, like I was so overly tired. She was like, I know this sounds contradictory, but like, you need to go on a walk. You need to move your body. Yeah. And it was actually, it would give me more energy and more and better mental health when like, even though I was tired, I would just kind of push my body just a little, not like crazy, but like, just like walk around the block. They actually actually, study on that. Like they, they, you know, the three o'clock, like afternoon slump, uh um, like they took some, like a work, the study, if I remember correctly, took like a a group of people in the same office and around the three o'clock slump, half of them had like caffeinated beverage and then half of Uh them took a walk outside. And the people who had the longest lasting boost of energy was the people who took a walk outside. And a lot of it just has to do with like taking a mental break, but also getting some oxygenation, oxygenated blood to your brain. And it actually boosts the energy long-term more than the caffeinated people. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I know that, that, yeah, we're like throwing out some contradiction here, but I think it just depends. Like you have to listen to your body. Like when you know you need rest, rest, but sometimes like this is how it was with me when you're in a period where you haven't moved for so long, you're actually more tired. So I think it's important to rest, but it's also important for that balance. Like your body needs rest and movement to like both. And so, um, I thought it was fascinating because when I started to move my body, like regularly, like not a whole lot, like my blood clots went away. I started Mm -hmm. feeling better. That doesn't have to do with postpartum. That was just like my experience in 2019 when I was doing like little movement, but rest is so important too. 
as far as exercise and weight loss, like for my workout regimen that I love so much, they actually tell you in Studio Novo and Pilates, like don't come every day. They tell you to come every other day max because mm-hmm. the slow twitch muscles that you're um, working out, you're actually burning more calories the next day. And your muscles, they call it like the... Um, replenish day, your muscle, it's essential for muscle growth and you're actually burning more calories the next day. So that's why I like Pilates because it's funny because I do the Pilates and then the next day I'm like, I'm actually burning calories today. I know. I that's feel like it's like resistance exercises too. Yeah. So like anybody who's a weightlifter knows that too. Like you do a lot of your recovery afterwards. So it's really important that you eat good foods right after your exercise you know, within like an hour and a half or two hours after you do like ex- weight resistance exercise, you're probably same thing as Pilates too. Cause you're doing, yeah. you're doing weight exercises just without weight. So you're using your own body. That's my little nugget. Yes. It makes me feel better of not working out every day, <laughs> but it's also, uh, your body needs it. Your body needs the rest. So, all right, Kathy, before we go, let's talk about supplements for like a little bit. And just like in general, your closing tips as a health professional. Okay. So yeah, supplements. Well, the biggest thing is if anybody is selling you a supplement that promises weight loss, uh, don't buy it. Run the other way. (laughs) Because that is zero, absolutely zero supplements that will help you lose weight. If you are not eating well and exercising and taking resting and sleeping and all these things we talked about. So really the biggest thing to say is like, if you are in a postpartum period, um, continue taking your prenatals and really anything that you took during your pregnancy, I would continue in the postpartum season. And especially if you plan to have another pregnancy, you know, in the next two years, some people have their babies real close together. And so I usually say, stay on all those vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a specific supplement you had a question about? I mean, obviously you got, you and I love seeking health. I still take a prenatal. I think in general, I was just going to, I think you answered the question. I felt like listeners would want to know, like specifically to weight loss, but I think that's a good yeah. thing to remember that like mm-hmm. be weary. It's funny now that we have this weight loss episode, I'm sure of it that on Instagram or my ads on my phone, I'll get like supplement oh, ads sure. of like lose 15 pounds in a week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hydroxy cut or like whatever people God, decide I could, to do. I could do you remember hydro- my mind? Do you no, remember hydroxy cut? Yes. People like <laughs> actually die on I know Fendi. it's crazy. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want hydroxy cut to like come after us. Um, they can come but, after us, but I they, them. I literally took, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I took their pill in college, you know, oh, you're in college, you like legit yeah. don't know anything. And I'm pretty sure that like people came out with like lawsuits later. Yeah, I mean, they, well, your they have caffeine. Like, I was no, going to say yeah. most of those supplements or diet pills have caffeine in them. And so your anxiety, like, oh, if you have anxiety, do not take, I have an, I suffer from anxiety. Do not take Honestly, weight loss anything, pills. Don't take weight loss pills. Like, I don't care if you're. That's Kathy's message is just to like throw them in the trash. Just eat well and move your body. And I don't know. Take mag- yeah. magnesium at night. <laughs> help here, you rest. Here, here's my, know. here are my, here are my actual. Like, Tell us your tips. actual closing tips. Closing yeah. tips. Yeah. Except for don't take weight loss supplements. Take your vitamins like normal, but none of them are the quick fix. Uh, Okay. Here's my closing tips. No matter what your goals are, studies have found the more specific we can be, the more likely we are to stick with them. So if your goal is to move three times a week, be even more specific. So say I'm going to make a schedule of moving 
mm-hmm. and doing something you really enjoy, it doesn't matter what it is, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. or at 6 p.m. So it's on your schedule. You can't move it around. Like you're just be as specific as possible. Obviously going from one kid to two kid was a big jump. And then if you have multiple kids, your partner. So this is what Richard and I do. And this might help. Yeah. You're doing like life together and things are crazy. Richard has to go to the gym. He's one of those people that like, it's a stress reliever. He has to move his body. I mean, for most people, right. We've decided like he takes uh, Monday, Wednesday, and I take Tuesday, Thursday. And that's just like something we do. I'm sure other people do it too. But if we have our days, if he misses his, okay, fine. If I miss mine, whatever. But at least we have that carved out. So it's, it's equal. And then you, like you said, it's on the calendar and you're more likely to stick to it. Yeah. So, and that specific goal is a recommendation for anybody and everybody. So like, and, and really anything. So it's a good general goal. And same thing with meal planning. Like my goal is I plan four meals a week. Mm-hmm. And I say, I'm going to plan Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> and like, that's what I do. If I try, you know, and that works for our family. So I shop on Sundays or Mondays, like even with those goals, you have to be very specific and you have to be consistent and consistency is what's going to help you achieve your results, whether they're just like, whatever. And I also want to encourage people. I, I give a lot of my clients a goal of maintenance, like weight maintenance, especially if you're tired, if you're breastfeeding, if you're sleeping, if you if you're having trouble, like maintaining your weight can still be a good, healthy goal of saying like, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to decide right now to not lose weight, but I'm going to take care of myself and um, I'm just going to try to maintain your weight. Like that can be a good goal. So just set your goals based on what you really are capable of right now. And the last thing would be just to hydrate, drink enough water and be consistent. So make your goals where you can say, I'm going to stick with this for a month and see how it goes. And if it doesn't work, let's modify it. If it did work, let's just keep on. And maybe we'll challenge ourselves the next month. And challenging ourselves doesn't have to be a lot. Like it can be like, I'm going to add 10 minutes to my workout or I'm going to start planning. Um, my lunch is better. Like it can, it can be very specific and small. And that's where I see people make the best lifelong changes rather than yeah. something quick fix. I think that's great. I think moderation. I think what Kathy said, setting a schedule. I love what you said about maintaining your weight too, because weight loss doesn't have to always be a goal. I mean, Mm -hmm. I like my weight right now. I like, I just, I would like to maintain it. I would like to tone up. I would like to focus on just being like healthier in general. Not, it's not really about the size for me ever. And I think that's important to say. Especially if you have a small baby, you know, like, and you're trying to keep your milk supply up or if Mm -hmm. you're just trying to, you know, do something that isn't. Or if you're just trying to stay healthy and if you like holiday, it's like, let's be gracious. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're just trying to stay healthy, a lot of women like, like their bodies. And I think Mm -hmm. self-love and loving our bodies has been more accepting these days, but a lot of people just want to maintain it. So we've covered a few things that hopefully help everybody. We'll plug Tessa. She's incredible in the show notes. Um, Kathy will plug some of her things that she discussed and yeah. What else do we need to, (laughs) well, I just, I don't want to remind everybody too, that everybody has a different health journey. And if you have a specific need and need any more additional support on just taking care of yourself and making sure you're eating enough, I would love to connect you with people who can help. Yeah. And we'll put our email too. So you can always email Kathy if you have specific nutrition questions. But like we said on our detox episode, 
consult with your doctor, <laughs> but this is just what's worked for us and we hope it was helpful. Yes. All right. I love it. Right. So thanks for your tips and please share this episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review and follow and subscribe. It helps our podcast and our small business. And we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate it. And don't forget we have a YouTube. So subscribe. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Also make sure to check out our Amazon store. Thank you.